between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and like to join in on our discussion, we're in a four-part series on faith, and we are on part two. You would dial 702-650-5588. Again, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in on our discussion. That would be 800 360 Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and their web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just wave to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. Our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, starting with part one of our four-part faith series, you can go to our website, again, www.savethelostlv.org. Look for our archived broadcast. Just click onto that link. It will open up, and anything that we have done, you will see there, and the gospel is always free on our watch. So please listen, tell a friend, listen together, get blessed. There are a lot of resources there that will bless you even more. If you have a um, Apple device, we are being archived on iTunes as well. And again, the gospel is still free on our watch. Most of us have a cell phone. And you can listen to KKVV anytime you like via cell phone. It only works in the United States, and God bless them for making this opportunity available. And you can listen to Save the Loss at All Costs right now. You would have to dial this number, 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. Again, it only works in the United States. I strongly encourage you to make it one of your phone contacts. It would be one of the best phone contacts, excuse me, phone contacts that you have. And, uh, you can listen to KKVV, 1060 AM or 100.1 FM. So again, we are in a four-part series. We're talking about faith. So we are going to get right into it. Uh, I think this afternoon we are going to discuss something that people would consider uh, circumstantial faith, superficial faith, faith that is uh, dependent on circumstances. And uh, we're going to get into it. And uh, again, we'd love to uh, hear from you. If the Spirit leads you. So the first thing that we need to talk about is what is the definition of faith in the Bible? So let's look this up. 
Usually, we will find this in the book of Hebrews, and we would go to chapter 11. Uh, most people are familiar with this, and it would be verse 1. I'm reading out the New King James Version, and the Word of God says this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So that would be the definition. So when you are operating from faith, it's not based on circumstances. Circumstances happen every day. We need to look at our response to it. And that will determine a lot about where you are in your faith. So we have some Bible commentary here and I want to share it with you. So it says here, do you remember how you felt when you were very young and your birthday approach? You were excited and anxious. You knew you would certainly receive gifts and other special treats, but some things would be a surprise. Birthdays combine assurance and anticipation, and so does faith. Faith is the confidence based on past experience that God's new and fresh surprises will surely be ours. And then it says, the beginning point of faith is believing in God's character. He is who he says. The end point is believing in God's promises. He will do what he says. When we believe that God will fulfill his promises, even though we don't see those promises materializing, yet we demonstrate true faith. Amen. So, we had mentioned earlier about something talking about circumstantial or superficial. So, when we get into circumstantial, there are circumstances that happen every, every second. I mean, you can't even count them. This just endless of circumstances. Uh, some we can foresee, but the majority of them, uh, uh, we don't. We don't have control over that. That's not our job to have control. God is in control. When we walk with him and we listen to his voice, we understand that whatever the circumstance is, he's there. He's present. Uh, like we were reading in the commentary earlier, he is who he says he is, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Uh, he has no reason uh, not to. And it's not for us to question. So uh, some of you know that uh, I had a problem with my back. And uh, it, it lasted about a, a week, I would say. And for no reason, I just uh, felt it to the point where it, it was pretty intense. And uh, sometimes it flares up. and But this time is really, really intense. I mean, it really, really got my attention. And I have a uh, pretty busy schedule. But it's busy in love, it's busy in faith, uh, I appreciate the godly assignments that I have, so I'm grateful and I thank you Lord Jesus Christ for entrusting me with them. So uh, it's nothing but praise and give glory and honor where it's due and all glory and all honor and praise goes to the most high God of all creation, you know, the earth, the heavens above, the universe. 
I, I thank him. I thank him every day, uh, nonstop, continuously. So uh, I was presented with the dilemma. So subsequently, um, I just made up my mind that I was going to, uh, you know, push through it. That's what I had to do. That that was my choice. And I never believed for one minute that I wouldn't uh, be restored, that I wouldn't be healed. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, there were some challenges. Uh, there were some people uh, who love and care about me and who hardly even knew me, but just would see me, uh, you know, trying to do the things that I am tasked to do. And they offered concern. And, you know, those, like I said, who are closest to me, you know, prayed uh, continuously. And I appreciate that. And thank you for your loving prayers, your thoughtful kindness, your encouragement. And uh, I'm grateful uh, most especially to my mom because my mom uh, was always there to look after me and really monitor me. And uh, I, I appreciate it. I, I thank you, Mother, and I know you're listening. And I can't thank you enough. And my wonderful son, uh, I thank him as well. Uh, truly uh, encouraging, patient, kind caregivers. And I, I need that sometimes. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was very much appreciated. And some people were like, uh, you know, I hope you're all right. You know, they they, they were really genuine concern. I said, uh, we're going to make it. We're not dead. And I just, you know, willed myself. And um, I don't know why it happened. Uh, to my knowledge, you know, what I remember, it wasn't anything that I'd done, uh, ex- you know, extra. I don't believe I did anything, but that, that's not the point. The point is, is that I understood the Lord was with me. And whatever I was facing... I appreciate his grace and his mercy because it endures forever. I, I need that to live. I need that to survive. I don't always have a choice in how a circumstance unfolds. But I do have a choice in my faith. Faith is a choice, men and women of God. And I choose to be faithful. I choose to believe and that whatever it was that was going to happen, um, it was going to happen. But I am totally convinced that I had his grace and mercy and I had his presence. And when you're doing ministry, you know, ministry just means to serve. You have no idea what the workout is going to be. You have no idea what the assignment is going to be. You have no idea what it takes for your progressive sanctification to be able to do God's will. And I have to look at life as lessons and not losses because I believe with all my heart and soul, spirit, body, and mind that uh, God Almighty is teaching the master class. And my job is to make sure that I am prepared. And a lot of my preparation has to deal with where my faith is. It's very hard to study and to get the lesson when you're distracted by outcomes. And you're constantly 
struggling with what's fair or what's not fair. Who got something, who didn't get something. That can be exhausting. Because we must keep in mind that a lot of things that happen, we have something to do with it. It's about responsibility. It's about accountability. It's about humility. And it's about believing that it's going to work out. And control should not be something that you're just constantly trying to wrestle with. Because truth be told, you are the creation. You're not the creator. He's sovereign. He doesn't have to personally discuss anything with you. You have to trust that he is who he says he is. And he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Now he's the author and finisher of our faith. So if you don't know all the answers. You should really be grateful. That you are connected to someone who does have all the answers. And life is not about us. It's about our relationship with our Father who art in heaven. And making sure our vertical is correct. That's our up and down. That's how we pray. That's how we communicate. That's how we acknowledge who he is. Get that right. Concentrate on that. Put great effort into that. And then your horizontal will be as it should. And that's how you relate to others. Because you shouldn't get so mad about it all the time. Again, it has to be exhausting. And you have to be realistic. And it helps you stay humble. Because there are spirits out there who are waiting to be invited in. And you have to be careful who are you who you are opening yourself up to. The spirit of entitlement. It really starts off a lot like me, myself, and I. The spirit of, I have to have it right now. Then you forget about the divine gift of patience. Patience is divine in its origin and in its nature. When we look at our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we look at Adam and Eve. There was something that occurred in the garden. Now, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he could have showed up on the scene immediately. But that wasn't the Father's plan. Everything had to fall the way that it did when it did. Because our Father is speaking things into existence. So, that deals with the prophecy And it has to make sense. And subsequently, the Old Testament harmonizes with the New Testament. And it's all about his perfect plan and will. 
and everything in the universe, there is order. So we don't want to get to the point where we forget about that divine attribute that's called patience. Because you will find yourself unprepared and emotionally taken over time and time again. And if we look at children, beautiful children, uh, I was a child once. We all were children once, very small and totally dependent upon uh, our parents or our caregivers. And we did not understand patience. And we did not understand time. And we did not understand how we connected into this big plan that God has for us. And we had to be taught things. And we had to understand that there was a season and a time for everything. And it's important that you go back to those lessons and remember that you've been patient about a lot of things more often than not. Because you don't want to do things out of season. There are seasons so that we can relate to God. God doesn't need seasons. He has provided seasons to us so we can relate to Him and His plan. And each season has its own characteristic. And when you have winter, then it will be spring, then it will be summer, and then it will be fall. Things have to happen for something else to happen. And we just have to understand that it's part of God's perfect plan. He takes an imperfect person and matches it with a perfect plan. And we become his messengers. We become his manifestation. It's exciting and it's exhilarating. And the Apostle Paul tells us that we have to be thankful in whatever condition we find ourselves in. That would be a circumstance, if you will. You speak bondage over yourselves when you constantly are so consumed with an outcome. What is it that you want the Holy Spirit to do? What is it that you're praying for when you speak bondage and limitations over yourself always? It's always a debate about fairness. We are not here to be the judge. That's not who we are. We were not designed for that. Yes, we can call out behavior. But you are not created to judge others. There are those who operate in that position. And they will operate as our Heavenly Father deems them to operate. But discipleship has a lot to do with faith. It's putting yourself in a position to be at your post so that you can learn and experience the intimate relationship and voice of our Father. 
and to really understand his characteristics. When you trust someone, when you believe in someone, it's not based on circumstances. That's the least of it. Because if it's truly unconditional, if it's truly based on a person and how you see them in God's plan in your life, then you'll be able to handle whatever comes forward. There are times when there will be disappointment. But you have to ask yourself, if you're really being honest with yourself, if you're really getting real with yourself, what part did you play in it? See, the mirror reflects your reflection. It does not reflect others' reflection when you're looking at yourself. You have an opportunity to grow and make the necessary adjustments so that you can hear God's voice clearly. So that you can understand his character. We are no match for the creator. He did not create us to crush us and to torment us and to terrorize us. We are not a sport to him. We are made in his image. We are a manifestation of his love. Of his promises. So make sure that when you are feeling a a certain way because of circumstances, breathe deep. Collect yourself. Remember how far that you've gotten thus far. Look at all the victories that have been attributed to your life. And you had nothing to do with it. You benefited. Understand there is one who was totally responsible for that. And then add the gift of salvation that your sins have been forgiven. Not some but all. And that our Lord and Savior had a plan and a purpose to do His Father's will. And He tells us if you've seen the Father, you've seen Him. So, faith is an action. Truly, it's intentional. So if you want your faith to grow, increase your knowledge of the Father and of our Savior, who's Jesus Christ. If you look at all the people in the Bible, it's not perfection. It was their character. And their desire to be one with the Father. And the true vine to that would be faith. It can increase. It can grow. It could be so radical that it's mind-blowing. And for those of us who have some decades on this earth, and a decade represents 10 years, you got to know that if it hadn't been for Almighty God on your side, 
where would you be? See, the world spins and it turns. But you don't have to wonder why it does. Just know the Father is in control. And there are things that we have to do. We have to do checkups. We have to do evaluations of ourselves. And if there's something that is sapping all your faith, then you must address it. Feelings have origins. They have roots. Emotions have roots. They have a genesis. There is a beginning. You cannot be left wanting. And some of the things that keep us distracted and in bondage that causes our faith to be circumstantial, superficial, surface level. See, when you look at a weed, it grows on top. It masquerades as something of substance. It pretends to be grass when it's not. But if you look at a close examination of it and you touch it and get close to it, and pull on it, it comes up very easily because it does not have any deep roots. So we're going to look at a few things that will cause you to be out of line and out of focus. And it needs to be addressed. A lot of people are caught up in the action. The action is a byproduct of something that is much deeper. And we need to look at the roots. Especially when we weren't created to be reactive we were created to be productive in legacy we are eternal not superficial so the first one I want to look at is facing So, I'm going to go to the book of Romans. We have to make sure our foundation is correct. Because when you're building, 
the first thing that is laid down is the support. And the support would be the foundation. So let's start looking at that. And if you're joining us just now, we are in a four-part series and we are talking about faith. And today we are talking about circumstantial faith. Something that would be superficial. We can be up, down, and all around. So again, we're going to Romans chapter 4. And we are going to make sure we are addressing our foundation. So I am going to look at Romans chapter 4. And I'm going to look at verse 18. And the word of God says this. Who contrary to hope in hope believe so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. So. We got to you know face facts here. And I am going to. Go up to verse 16. And read 17. And read 18 again. So that it will have a good flow. Matter of fact. Why don't we start in verse 13. Again. Romans chapter 4, I'm going to start in verse 13 and read down through 18. And the Word of God says this, verse 13, For the promise that he would be their heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. 14, For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. 15. Because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. 16. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of of us all. 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, and in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. 18. Who contrary to hope in hope believes so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Wow. That spells it out. So we're talking about facing facts. And we see that Abraham did not have the gift of salvation. Because our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ had not performed the prophecy dealing to his death, burial, and resurrection to where death was defeated and eternal life was revealed as a promise to us 
But we see here in the verses that we read that Abraham's faith made him righteous. It's because he believed God. He was who he said he was and he believed that his promises were real. It's God's character. See, when you dwell into your faith, when you concentrate on your faith, you will see the character of God. And it will be immovable in your very fiber and all your cells and molecules. People will marvel at how can they be so confident. And we will say to them, how can we not be that confident when we hear his voice? When we come in agreement with his character. We don't fault him. For circumstances. The Bible is very clear. About trials. And tribulations. And evils. And that there are times for us to be watchful. And that there will be signs that will be apparent. We understand that. It's all a part of the prophecy. It all has to happen. The way that it has to happen. But we know that we will see our Lord and Savior's face. That we will hear him call our name. Can you imagine being face to face with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and he is calling your name? And he is revealing to you everything that he had promised you. That's worth being faithful Because I don't know about you, but I know that each day I'm getting closer to Zion. I'm getting closer to my assignment being completed in this realm. I've worked hard. I haven't been perfect, but I've been faithful. And I'm looking for that. That has been promised to me. I'm excited. About the possibility. And there's nothing that intrigues me more. In my being. In my fiber. But watching the word of God. Manifest. Be alive and well. In my spirit and in my soul. That is producing great character. That each day I have an opportunity to be more Christ like. And to receive my blessings with a humble heart and a glad and a glad heart. See, my my out my attitude denotes my altitude. It's a choice. It's important, and I don't choose fear and doubt. That's not something that I want on my plate. I'll leave that for those who want it. It's not something that I want. I don't want to feed my soul with that. I don't want my spirit to be heavy laden with that. We have to understand the promises of God are true and real.
whether we believe it or not. God doesn't need us to be in agreement with who he is. He is God all by himself. And if we look at verse 20 in Romans chapter 4, the word of God says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, 21, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform, 22, and therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham, the father of many nations. <laughs> we are the seed of Abraham. Abraham had this made up mind. It's just exhilarating to read the word of God. And I thank God for Abraham and to know that I can have fellowship with him one day as those who are in the hall of faith that we see in the book of Hebrews is breathtaking to know that that's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's just when. And it is going to happen. You ought to get excited about that, men and women of God. We need to be on a journey to constantly perfect our faith. It is truly going to pay off in more words, excuse me, in more ways than we could ever imagine. This is a legacy that we can leave upon this earth. Faithfulness. It can transform the world. And a lot of times, it has. There are those who have gone on before us and we think back to their demonstration of faith, their walk and their talk, and their transparency and living out loud and how it has blessed us. And when we recall the memory, we see the pictures, we hear their words speaking. Some of us have audio and video images it is so moving and just healing. It's the best spiritual vitamin I could have because it's alive and it's electric. We are blessed. Truly, we are blessed. And that's why we should not give in to being distracted. 
and we can rejoice in suffering. We can endure it. And I know those that have suffered greatly. But that just elevated their faith. If our circumstances is to suffer, our faith is a choice. Remember, we have a choice. And our faith can grow and grow. And it could be an eternal blessing for those that we're assigned to. They can recall it because it's divine in origin. And that means it's from God. Our Heavenly Father. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ exuded it. He exuded that faith. Just, we're still experiencing the overflow of it. Over 2,000 years later, we are still having our breath taken away by it. We are still being renewed and refreshed by it and redeemed. And receiving the promise, the gift of salvation, everlasting life, unconditional love. Being able to be delivered and walk in that deliverance. And walk in that healing. And that divine fellowship that transcends the world, every nation, harmonic and melodic, like the angels singing, holy, holy, holy. It's a great day for us, men and women of God. It's a marvelous time. To be in the kingdom. We should feel elevation. It's a great day for us. So we have a caller. We're going to take the call. Good afternoon. You're on Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Good afternoon, Pastor. Hello, woman of God. How are you? Is that Sister Yolanda? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, Sister Nina here with you. So how are you, Queen? Well, I'm calling because I need prayer, too, because I'm going to be having surgery. So if I'm listening to you, I am so blessed. Amen. Well, uh, I think you're going to have surgery, and you're going to bless the people that you're going to come in contact with. They're going to see uh, a daughter of the Most High. They're going to see a woman who is wise, who is courageous and loving, and you're probably going to care for them more than they're going to care for you. Not to say that they're not going to be excellent caregivers and your surgery is going to have great success, but I believe you're on a mission, woman of God, and you are going to restore some people's faith. 
you are going to really be a demonstration of just believing. So I'm very excited for this assignment that you're on. And, and I know and people are going to realize who you yes, are. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, and as I was, there was nothing wrong with me, not a thing. And everybody kept visiting me and saying, how do you stay so healthy? There's not a thing wrong with you. And there's not a thing wrong with you. But as they kept asking me those questions for years, mm-hmm. I, I was, they didn't know I was praying. I was praying to the Lord. To give me a mission and to, that I wanted to serve him and obey him in the way that I should. I mean, my, my prayer was different than that, but, you know, all of a sudden this happened, which is, I, I don't have no fear of anything. Everybody asked me, are you afraid? I said, no, I'm not afraid of anything. You know, I'm just so happy. The Lord maybe answered my prayer in this way and in the way that you're talking about it, in the way, way that you're saying Amen. You know, because a lot of times caregivers, they're very consumed, you know, with their assignment, you know, giving care in that type of, um, you know, context. You know, they're healers. God has given them the gift of healing. And, uh, you know, they work through uh, God and they answer uh, his call. And so it's very, very serious, you know, what it is that they do and the discipline that it takes to actually do that and to be able to reassure people and to stay focused and so sometimes they don't get out as often as they would like in reference to fellowship so we must bring the fellowship to them amen amen sister nina so i was going to ask you for a prayer it might be the coming week but there. I don't have no pain, no feeling, no nothing. I mean, I'm just walking around like a regular person, Amen. like a regular human being. Well, well, well. Let's pray. Let's pray for you right now. Would you be okay with that, Sister Yolanda? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. ma'am. All right. I'm asking the listeners to um, bring your hearts and your minds and put them under the submission of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And that you will, you know, bow your heads. And if you're with someone, if you could touch someone, uh, it would be very uh, appreciated. And we're going to pray right now. Dear Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. Lord, thank you for waking us up today. You didn't have to do it, and we appreciate it. Lord, we thank you to be able to come to you humbly on behalf of your dear daughter, Sister Yolanda. Lord, you know what's going on with Sister Yolanda. There's not anything that we can inform you of because you know all. But what we would like to say, Lord, is that we appreciate her. We love her. We're grateful to her, Lord. She's been faithful. She has listened for years to this radio station. Lord, she has prayed for us when we have forgotten to pray for ourselves. Lord, she is very in tune and in touch with her community. She loves you, Lord. And we know that you can do anything. And we just want to say, Lord, we want to be in agreement with her assignment to continue to tell people about you, Lord. We would love for you to care for her as you always have, Lord. And she means a lot to us, Lord. And we humbly 
ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you return her to us, Lord, that she still has a place and purpose on this side of heaven. We know, Lord, that she will demonstrate you in excellence when she goes into the surgery environment, Lord. She will be reassuring to her surgery team. Lord, we pray that those are selected to perform surgery are yours, Lord. That they are obedient. That they understand how great she is in the Lord. And Lord, that she will be able to pray for them. That she will be able to be assigned to them. That they have not been forgotten, Lord. And that you hear their prayers too. And Lord, that she be given time to heal. And that her character will illuminate, Lord. That it will touch so many people. That it will transform people, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that she will lead people to Christ. And encourage those who have gone astray to come back to Christ. Lord, we know that she is a kingdom warrior. She is a lover of your word. She is a lover of you. That she magnifies you, Lord. She gives honor to you, Lord. She gives glory to you, Lord. She thanks you, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you and amen. Amen and amen. You know, my Bible is full of tears right now as I am holding it in my hands. And I thank you, Sister Nina. Well, I, so I, have, I have tears in my eyes too, but they're tears of joy. And just know how much you are loved. I appreciate you. When I hear your voice, you touch me deeply. And I'm grateful. And I need you to know that. Thank you, Sister Yolanda. You have always given me great encouragement. You've always been here for us on the radio. And uh, you need to know that. You need to know that you are touching us, that you're important. I appreciate you. I have grown greatly uh, in my love for Christ. And you are one of the women uh, that have helped me. So I want you to know that uh, your encouragement, your love, your care, your concern has not been in vain. And I will continue uh, to to honor you, sis. I will. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody that prayed for me right now. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I love you so much. And I I just, I'm going to call back as soon as I'm out of the house. Amen. You better. We want to hear a praise report. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I love you all. We love we love you more, just like Jesus. Call us soon. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Lord, for that wonderful move of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it was exhilarating. Lord, we thank you for that assignment to allow us to pray. And we know that you are who you say you are and that you're going to do what you say you're going to do and how blessed we have been to have a continuous fellowship with Sister Yolanda. And she is intentional in her faith, Lord. And I am just excited. I really am. She is part of my spiritual family, and I love her. I really, really do.
and that was awesome. You know, all of us are, are truly touched. So we're going to look at Mark chapter 5, and we're coming down to the last couple of minutes. And I am going to look at verse 23. So let me find it. My eyes are moist, so just give me a moment. So the Word of God says this. Mark chapter 5, verse 23. And begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So, here we have a man who is very afraid. His daughter is quite ill to the point of death. And he comes to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, asking that she may be healed. So let's go on further. Verse 24. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. 25. Now a certain woman. Well, let me not go there. That's another different thing. So um, let's look here. As we look at uh, verse 22, our commentary says that, uh, well, we'll continue. We're down to our last minute, our last 30 seconds. So, like I said, we are in a four-part series, and this is part two. We talked about faith, and we looked at uh, circumstantial and superficial. So, I want you to come back for part three and know that we love you. We love Sister Yolanda and save the lost at all costs and God bless. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org If you prefer, you can mail in a donation Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.